dun da da dun 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 da da dun dun da 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 that was beautiful. Welcome into another episode of Mozzie and the Muscle, the post draft episode. That's what the uh lead in music was for. <laughs> How you doing today, Mozzie? I'm doing awesome. How are you, man? I am I am swell. It's a it's a good day. Get to talk about all these all these draft implications here. I'm Man. so glad it finally happened. Yeah. <laughs> like the speculation is now just like whether or not they're going to be good, not just where they're going. Yeah, I was like, not, I don't say losing my mind. I was, you know, you know, when you're sitting in a scary movie and like you like no bad stuff is going to happen. And like the movie, like pretty much like foreshadows it very blatantly. And like it keeps you on edge the whole time. That's how I felt during the draft. And like every time someone would trade up, like when the Saints traded up, that was oh, like yeah. you like that was when like someone made some, makes a noise and the monster, the killer is outside, and you're just like waiting for it to get them. And but then you open the door and yeah. it's just a cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that was to me, and so, <laughs> which was a relief because I don't I I want to root for Lamar Jackson. I didn't want to have, have to root for a Saints player. So, oh yeah, I, so I was glad. I was glad he ended up in Baltimore. I really thought they were gonna take him there. Yeah, dude. I, I and then, and then the Patriots didn't take him, and the Steelers didn't take him. I'm like, because I thought the Patriots liked him too, but uh. yeah, I, I did too. I heard that. But hey, now the the big spin is that the Patriots wanted Baker. I don't know. Yeah, how I heard much that too. But. To that, but I mean, they would have they would have had to trade up to two to get him if the Browns didn't take him. Which, yeah, because, right. <laughs> which, you know, they did, so it's whatever. I wonder if the Browns heard that the Patriots wanted Baker and literally just did that to say, fuck you guys. I would I, w- I would like that that side of the story. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my favorite one, it'll come back up, It was the, was the Dallas Goddard one, um, where Philly traded right above Dallas, who had just found out Witten retired. Right. And they, <laughs> they, took, they took Goddard, and then, what's his name, um... The, the kicker comes up um, from Philly, and um, oh, what was his name? I'm trying to remember what it was, but um, he come. David Akers was at it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Akers. Yeah, he he comes up and he's like, he's like, for the Eagles, you know, like NFC champs, like or, like NFC East champs, divisional champs, Super Bowl champs, and like just egging on the crowd, and then they take the guy named Dallas from Dallas. <laughs> There's a tight end that Dallas needs. Yeah. Like. They don't like, yeah, they lost Bird, but they have Zach Ertz. I'm like, and what's his name? Selleck there, too. I'm like, they didn't even, like, they've been, like, he's a good player and, like, cool, but, like, they didn't need him. They did not need a tight end. The house needed it way more, so, like, yeah. (laughs) That was great. But, I mean, at the same time, Philly just needs depth. They got rid of Burton, so. Yeah. It was a good pick for him. It just wasn't, like, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah, that there. was a good moment. Um, and I, the, the Ravens trading up for Lamar Jackson was probably like the, one of my favorite moments. Just because, like, I was like, "Is this guy really gonna fall out of the first round? Are you kidding me?" And then he, I know they they bridgewatered him, so that's good. Did you see how angry that guy was? Dude. Oh my goodness! Yeah, literally, he like <laughs> right. It after, was palpable. Yeah, <laughs> he, like. He's like, what are you bring this team? He's like, you know, I'm gonna bring this, this, that. He's like, I'm gonna bring him a Super Bowl. I'm like, all right, believe that. Like him, believe him, that. and him and uh, Josh Rosen were both peeved. It was great. Well, yeah, Josh Rosen was peeved too. But I don't. First off, you could have gone to Buffalo three picks sooner, 
Or you could go to the Cardinals with Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson. Yeah. Why would you not want to be like? I would be ecstatic. Yeah, I'm sure he's happy he wasn't in Buffalo. Like, I'm sure like like Buffalo went. He's like, okay, you know, that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like, oh, like when this quote about the nine teams ahead of him making mistakes, or whatever. It was like, oh, you like nine mistakes were picked ahead of me. And the next day, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I guess just the three he's at quarterbacks, so three mistakes. But still, he's like, right, he's right. ready to go. <laughs> trying to think, did did you have any any draft moments in particular that stood out to you? Um, I mean, the first pick was pretty big, like the yeah. Cleveland taking Baker. And that was sort of in the news all day leading up to it. Like mm-hmm. the Browns, they're going to take Baker. It's it's not going to be Darnold or Allen now. It's Baker. And I'm like, what? No way. And then, yep, it was Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, That was a huge one for me, definitely, as well as, I mean, the Ryan Shays year. I don't care particularly for the Steelers one way or another, but it was really a touching moment having Shazier get up there. Yeah, that, that was that was that was cool. That was a good one. Um but yeah, dude, I heard I just I don't know if this is true, but apparently the Browns um telling Hugh about who they're gonna pick um pretty much coincided with the leaking that they're gonna take Baker. So uh, who's the rat? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they finally told Hugh it's like, oh, thank God! He tells the first person he sees at the bar. Yeah, and like, I don't know if it's like slips. Like, that's the thing. Cause, like, it could slip. Like, you could tell like a family member, and then they tell like another family member, and then that gets leaked to like a girlfriend or a boyfriend or you know someone who tweets it out, and then yeah, yep, gets spread. So, it's, but it's anyway, canon. anyway, on to our winners and losers. Um, I was gonna make a joke about Hugh Jackson being a loser. That was a little. That was had a little mean though. Well, as as I had. As a head coach, he is by definition a loser. A loser. Yes. I'm not, I'm not calling him personally a loser, but as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator, I think I think he's more towards the winner. But head coach, he has one in 31 is losing. So and I, I mean, he that... basically has to go like 16 and 0 for the next two years to have to be considered a winner. Yeah, and then I mean, <laughs> what was what was he in Oakland anyway? Like he, because he was in Oakland briefly, wasn't he? he was oh that's some knowledge i didn't know i'm pretty sure wasn't he their head coach like very very briefly really and um, then he went to uh cincy yeah um so the raiders were eight and eight the season he was there but um i i don't know how they like started or finished let me look at it um i wonder if it'll tell me so they were eight and eight the season he was there but i don't know if he played if he coached the full season yeah i think it was, I think it was him the full season I guess, yeah. So eight and eight. That's the, okay. He's good there, I guess. Not, I won't say good. He's he's balanced out. <laughs> anyway, enough, enough about Hugh Jackson. Um, yeah. On to our <laughs> draft winners and losers. Um, so we'll go through talk about you know who benefits from this and who you know got a little bit screwed. Um, mostly you know fantasy related. Some of it will be in the actual football related, but this is fantasy football podcast primarily on fantasy. And um, right. as as we touch on some of these guys, um, we'll go through and talk about the veterans, and then as the, as it comes up, we'll talk about the rookies who um, made them winners or losers. So we'll start with the quarterbacks first. Um, the winners, um, I've got winners as you know, guys whose teams didn't take high end backups for iffy starters or old guys or um, entrenched starters who got significant pieces around them. So <laughs> number one on the list, uh, Blake Bortles. <laughs> They didn't replace him, so they did not replace him. He is still there. 
Yeah, um, they added DJ Chark. Um, I've heard, you know, speculation they might trade for Teddy, but I he he's a winner by default of not being a loser, I guess. And kind of same with Tannehill, who's next on the list. Well, they did get him two tight ends at a running back, but um, yeah, so not not quite as much a winner by default, but not like standout winner. Right. They didn't get like a significant offensive upgrade, like say, you know, the Giants did, but uh, they didn't lose anyone really. And they're mm-hmm. just kind of upgrading that wide receiver position after losing uh, Robinson of just a few months ago. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> on this, I don't know if I put it in, a, in our thing, um, but I think, I think uh, Mike Gusecki is kind of a winner um, of this. Oh yeah. For some reason I put under RBs. Whoops. We didn't have a tight end section. There we go. I'll fix it. But um, yeah, I mean, he's literally the only tight end there, right? I mean, they only have like fucking Jace Amaro or some bullshit. So, right. Yeah. So do they have Jace Amaro? I, I'm not positive. I could be wrong. Oh, but God. like, they don't have other tight ends there. So, I mean, Gusecki's like a decent pass catcher too. So, and yeah, I, I mean, by extension, that kind of hurts Amendola too. It makes him kind of. A, a loser i would say <laughs> well i mean okay amandola was pretty much like crossed into the gronk role when gronk was out and like he fills a similar role to like a pass catching tight end usually even though he's not built like a tight end right well he doesn't take the uh oh hold up man uh, there is a deep fire going on or something damn these hot takes right <laughs> <laughs> they're too hot they're too spicy <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah Amendola okay. was always more of like the short yardage kind of guy. Um, so he'll fill in Landry's role pretty well. Then they have Al- they have Albert Wilson too, which I think his role maybe I don't know. Maybe... Yeah, I don't I don't think Wilson's role is hurt by Gasecki, but just kind of jump around a bit because I under loser I wrote either either Amendola or Wilson, probably Danny with Gasecki there, and also Tannehill in, in general. <laughs> but <laughs> and um. Yeah, so, I'm, okay, would you rather have, I guess, real life and or fantasy, would you rather have Bortles or Tannehill? Oh, God. I, fantasy, I'll say Bortles. Real life, I'm not sure. Because Bortles can run well enough for fantasy to make me happy with it. I would say Bortles because, I've said it before, I think availability is one of the best qualities mm-hmm. of a player, and... Tannehill has missed two straight years from injury, and the second one was not even a contact injury. It was a practice, so Mm -hmm. probably Bortles. If Tannehill is completely healthy and can play a whole season, I think he's better for the team. Yeah. Who are, who are the backups more for Tannehill and then Henny for Bortles? So, I mean, yep, <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> next up. So, I think Eli is a big winner because they got uh, Will Hernandez and they got Mark yeah. So, a great center and a nice pass catching running back. Um, and then they've got, yeah, they've got, they've already got, you know, Odell, Ingram, Shepard, you know, add Barkley. Wow. <laughs> They'll probably win the division this year. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a lot tighter this year, I think. So they Eli's a winner clearly. Um right. Uh NFC East has this weird sort of phenomenon where the player the team in last place the year before somehow 
usually wins the division the next year yeah. and it's completely backwards. That so. was the the NFC South did that for like six or seven years in a row, I think, until I think the Falcons finally broke it. Okay. But um as you yeah, I, I think it's Falcons broke it, but yeah, that happens a lot in that division. <laughs> yeah, that NFC East it's gonna be really fun to watch. I don't know who's gonna win it. I would I right now I like the Giants just off of that weird stipulation, but Oh, they oh added gosh. Barkley. Yeah, my headphones flipped off my head just now when I scratched my head. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Barkley is, if he is as good as everyone is saying, like, that's that's going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting division. Um, see. And then Eli's, uh, well, I guess I guess Brady, uh, his nemesis is Eli. Um, I was going to say, like, Eli's nemesis is Brady, but, like, <laughs> Eli won, so... Right. <laughs> so yeah, Brady. I think he's a the winner. They got Isaiah Lynn and Sony Michelle. Um, that helps the offense. It's yeah, it looked really like good. they just kind of got some pieces. They just refilled some of the guys they lost. Uh, so I think Sony Michelle was a pretty good pickup for them. Yeah. Though then, I'm surprised uh, with him going as early as he did. Yeah, I got the Patriots taking a running back early seems really weird considering they worked off of Rex Burkhead and Deion Lewis and James White last year. So. Right, and on that, and that makes James White and Rex Burkhead losers, for <laughs> sure. Um, and, and I guess Gilsey and Hill, if you could cared about them at all. And then uh, for the Giants, Barkley coming obviously makes. Uh, I guess it was Wayne Gallman a loser. Orleans Darquois. It's not like you cared about those guys anyway, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't. This didn't make them losers. <laughs> yeah, this entrenched them as. <laughs> This was like them. they had Dunn's hats on, and then Barthley comes in, and they're sprayed with a water gun. That's kind of right. <laughs> Go sit in the corner. <laughs> um, another winner, I, I put like a, a kind of slanty, like I like the colon and the slash face, like uh, for Andy Dalton. Um, Dalton. They got they got Price. Um, didn't they grab another lineman as well? But like, and the def- like they got a lot of defensive pieces. Like, I mean. I think I think Andy Dalton will have a an improved year, just because I, I agree. think the team will be a little better overall. Getting that getting that lineman back helps, and then they got uh, what's that other's name was Cordy Glenn? Is that was it from the Bills from the draft trade? So like, they they upgraded their line. So Andy Dalton's a winner, unfortunately. I mean, winner. last year they just had no offensive line, and yeah, it was they got rid of all of them in free agency. Mm-hmm. It's like this isn't gonna go well. I I don't know what you hope to accomplish but your team's gonna not gonna do well if you don't have linemen yeah. i'll say andy dalton's a winner like from his original spot um i'm not gonna call him a winner directly because i don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't say what i do not believe yeah but um, andy dalton benefited from the draft <laughs> he did he did they billy price is a good center i i think i mocked them taking him actually in my draft my mock draft Nice. No. I didn't do a mock draft because trades always happen to fuck it up. And like, yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna act like I know who these guys are gonna take, but um, but I'll say who I think they should take. But that's about it. Um, exactly. Let's see, Case Keenum's a winner. Um, kind of a sort of by default, sort of by helping. They didn't draft a guy high. Um, they got Sutton. They got Freeman. Uh, I wanted to put in parentheses and also Chad Kelly, I guess. <laughs> Swag Kelly. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, they call it Swag Kelly, but like, because I mean, like, okay, if Keenum goes down, like, it's gonna be Lynch or Kelly, and we kind of know what Paxton Lynch brings, which is not much, <laughs> unless it's reaching high places. 
high places, like literally not like intangibly like the playoffs, high places, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, Denver, Colorado, high places. Mm, so Case Keenum is winner by default, sort of, but also they got some pieces. Um, excited. To see. I, I that division's gonna be buck wild this year, man. Oh yeah, got to watch out for Denver now. Yeah, but dude, dude, the um the fucking Chargers defense is going to be absurd. The Chargers? Oh my god, I know. Yeah, because they're getting what Hayward back, right? Um, right. Is he's the one who's injured, or someone else injured? One of them was injured last year. They're getting him back. Um, <laughs> they're two top corners, and then who they draft it, and they get like James Derwin James. James. Yeah, so like Joey Bosa. Yeah, their their defense is gonna be wild. I feel like I wanted to put like under losers. I wanted to just put like the the rest of the uh, um, what is it AFC West? Like, so I guess like. <laughs> Pretty much Mahomes because Carr kind of won a little bit too, but um, like Patrick Mahomes a loser because the Chargers got really good. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I guess um, oh yeah, on on that um, Sutton and Freeman coming in that makes um, not immediately but long term it makes Demarius Thomas and Randall Sanders losers because like one of them's gonna go next year. I mean, yeah. I'm not huge on Sutton. They need to ease him in as the WR3 this year. So, like, I don't think Sutton's going to have a good 2018 season, but eventually I think he can step in. Yeah, he makes sense as, like, the Demarius Thomas replacement. Right. And then, obviously, Freeman coming in, like, whoever's left in Denver, which I guess Devontae Booker. Um, Yeah. Freeman's going to be the starter right away. That's going to (laughs) happen. You think so? I can see it. There's, he's better than everyone else there. He just is. Like I don't. <laughs> I yeah, don't unless Booker just had like an insane off season. They've tried. They keep trying to get him involved while CJ Anderson was there, and they, he they didn't enough. He couldn't. Right. Yeah. But um, next up, Matt Ryan uh, is a winner here. He gets Calvin Ridley, which um, I wrote here. He's kind of the Roddy White replacement. They have they haven't really had like a good timing route runner or receiver since Roddy White. Because I mean, Hillary Jones is good, but. He's a different type of receiver than Ridley and White are. So, so does he gonna... get the touchdowns? <sighs> it's not Julio. Julio's not the touchdown guy. He's your yardage machine. I mean, he will get some touchdowns this year. Like, he will. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I like. I think the Falcons' offense will generate more touchdowns in general this year, and like that surplus will probably go to Ridley. I I would kind of. That's kind of a shitty analysis, but like, I mean, because they were super high up and then they fell way down, but they're still a decent team because the defense was good. And now Sarkeesian's got another year. They've got Ridley. Um, like, it's it's likely to improve under the second year under Sarkeesian's offense and getting another weapon. I mean, I think I think Ridley's gonna have an okay year. Nothing wild, but it definitely hurts Sanu's value for sure. Yeah, I mean, everyone seemed to think Ridley was the best wide receiver in the draft. So, I do you know exactly like what kind of offense he's usually like involved in? Um, I don't know exactly like how Alabama ran it, but like he's he's not necessarily like slot guy, but he's like right. I'm trying to think of a way to put it or kind of gauge it. Like you know, how some of the guys like now like will play slot and outside. I think he would fit well like. And that kind of range. They have Sanu still, right? 
Yeah, they still have Sanu, and like I wrote him as a loser because I think Ridley kind of like takes over what he sort of does. Because like the Sanu got enough like an okay amount of red zone work, so I guess yeah, I guess Ridley would get that. But like he's kind of, I mean, he's not like good at Marvin Harrison, but he's that like type of guy, like sort of like Diggs or Macklin. Right. Okay. I guess quote unquote possession receiver is possession way to put it. Receiver. I don't possession because like. Because I, I, I don't know, like, how people describe it. For me, when I think possession receiver, I think not slot, but not, like, 50-50. Like, because Julio Jones, he's, like, you know, your 50-50 guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, fit, well, Fitz now is, is your slot guy. But, like, I really is a guy who could play slot and outside. And that's kind of how, like, the guys I listed are, are used, so... Like he's just he runs really fucking good routes, and that's gonna help Matt Ryan. Oh, for sure. And take away snaps from Sanu, I guess. But anyway, moving on in the same division, we've got Cam Newton as a winner because he gets like a legitimate receiver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for once. Yeah, so I guess. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't think it necessarily makes Funch just a loser because um, we were talking before I started recording. Like Funch is is fine as like a like not the only number one, but like a one A one B type of thing. I think that's good for both Moore and Funchess. Um Obviously, like, Olsen and McCaffrey are, like, targets number one to two, but, I mean, Moore and Funchess will be three and four, right? I'd assume. I, I don't think Funchess's value is going to drop a whole lot. He had a bit of an inflation just because he was literally the only <laughs> receiver yeah. on the team when Olsen was hurt and they got rid of Benjamin. Uh but yeah, it's sort. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of it as sort of like the Randall Cobb Jordy thing. Uh, when they lost Jordy for the year, Cobb kind of stepped up, and he was not good because he <laughs> was the number one guy, which he isn't good at doing. But w- when Jordy came back, like, can, yeah, know. it's interesting to see how these guys like they can. They're good against number two corners, but when they're number like when they have to deal with number one corners, they just crumble. So yeah, but um. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like as a type of receiver Newton hasn't really had much of. So, I don't know. Steve Smith likes him, so I'm on board with DJ Moore. Yeah, let's go DJ. Yeah, yeah, you have you had that as a good fit, him and Ridley, which yeah, I agree with. I think that's both good fits. Mm-hmm. Let's see, we've got um, Stafford. Um, you get you get Ragno, you get Carry On, like you, like you get like they're making a legitimate attempt at a running game, which. Like, you mean, oh, he won't get all the touchdowns, but, like, the offense is going to be a little, like, more competent in general, and that that helps your quarterback. That helps. When when a team's offense becomes more competent, like, you don't, like, it's silly to worry about, like, oh, this guy or this guy's going to get less. Like, it's, because, like, Drew Brees' regression was kind of a rare case. Usually, like, when the offense gets better, everyone gets better in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's more touchdowns, more yards. Just, yeah. Well, the yeah, that situation, they just did a whole new offensive scheme based around these two outstanding running backs. With this, they actually, for once, are just, like, developing an offense instead of just relying mm-hmm. on Stafford's arm. So I yeah. love it. Yeah, I, I like I, I think Kerrigan's a good fit there. He can kind of do – He, I mean, he's not as good of a Patrick Custer as Riddick because that's literally all Riddick does, but he's a better runner than anyone else there. And, like, they have Blunt for really short yardage, but I don't think – like, I don't think – Blunt's gonna vulture much from. I like. I think Carryon's a good enough, like, just actual all around good running back too. Mm-hmm. Like he he can be a three down back there. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I want to see what he can do. Yeah, there's so many good running backs this year. 
Um, anyway, um, yeah, so I have Andrew Luck as a winner as long as he's, like, fine and not just totally broken because they got Lyman with their first two picks, which picks thirty six, sorry, picks 6 and 37. So yeah. Quentin Nelson is possibly one of the like, – Oh, hey, someone's behind me. I was like, I hear something, and I look back, and I see Anthony. Oh, but, um, he's just standing behind you? Yeah, well, I, I heard something playing on his phone. So that's why I'm like, what's going on? Good evening. But, um, but um, as I say, yeah, so, I mean, picks six, um, they got Quentin Nelson, pretty much the best non-quarterback, or even if you want to include quarterbacks in the draft. And then I wrote that they got another lineman at 37, but I don't know who it was. Uh, who, who was it? Who was it? Indianapolis, click. Um, oh yeah, uh, Braden Smith. Braden Smith from Auburn, a guard. Yeah, they, so they got up. two guards. Huh? Oh, yeah, they, oh, they got that pick from the Jets for the um, for their three spot. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, I mean they upgraded the line for a quarterback. That's we're not even sure if he's <laughs> he's not even throwing yet. So they need to keep him upright. Yeah, I'm glad. Give him some fucking help. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't waste Andrew Luck. Yeah, and like this by association helps whoever the running back is. Um which okay, so I wrote that like um what's his name? Marlon Mack is was a like a winner here because like they didn't really draft a high replacement, but I read that he apparently got shoulder surgery. So mm. um I'd kind of take the winner back now because like it's not like as bad as if he had like groin surgery, but that is something to watch. Yeah, he's gonna miss like training camp and OTAs and whatnot, so like it'll give Hines and um, whoever else they grab like a lot of time to um, like gain some momentum on him. So yeah, Wilkins is the other guy, but yeah, like Naheem Hines is actually like a pretty like decent running back, and like there's a good chance he's better than. Uh, Marlon Mack, because I don't think that's like a high standard to hold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to shit on Marlon Mack a ton, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe they like they got rid of Gore. Maybe they thought he was ready to like step up to one. So with the new line, new guards, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's literally all on like staying healthy. Um, yeah. Next up, like I said, I put Derek Carr as a winner. Um, they got an O-lineman with uh, two of their top three picks, and then they traded for Martavis Bryant in the draft. So, like, yeah. that helps. <laughs> Raiders upgraded. Yeah, that helps Lynch, too. And I, I think Lynch is going to have a pretty good year, actually. I do, too. We discussed this a bit, but, like, another year there, like, going to be probably in better shape than he was come out of retirement. Um, for sure. He Gruden said must that was the like... ball. Right, almost confirmed from him basically. Yeah. It's like I'm in way better shape now than I was when I came back, mm-hmm. and it makes sense because he started to come on pretty well during the year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then lastly, uh, Jimmy G. They got uh, a lineman and a receiver with the first two picks, um, Dante Pettis, and whoever they got at number nine. Um, so that's gonna that'll help. It was a lineman, right? No, yeah, they got McGlinchy. Yeah, didn't they? So yeah, the other Notre Dame. Uh, guy so he a lot of people thought he was one of the best linemen in the draft so that's pretty cool yeah that's that's gonna that's gonna help a lot um it's pretty much like lunchy and nelson as a two guys which kind of funny notre dame put out all these fucking crazy linemen but <laughs> yeah so um oh yeah with that with that receiver pick i also had um i I guess Garcon or Goodwin. Like I probably said, probably Garcon because he's older. I think kind of he kind of loses out with Pettis coming in because he's gonna kind of take that role over. I think. I don't 
not no like immediately, maybe, but because he barely played at all last year. Yeah, because he had he had a neck problem. Right. And so, like, as long as like if he's back, he's obviously gonna play because he's like a pretty good player. But I mean, Pettis is part of their future now because they trade or they traded up for him, right? Oh yeah. They tr did they get him from? I don't know how it was, but they 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 drafted him in the second round. So high investment. Forty, yeah, second round. Did they trade up? Uh... I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't remember if it was a trade up because I wish I could see like how exactly everyone traded without like googling it. This is from Washington. I, I think they traded up for it. I'm pretty well, sure they, they were originally higher, so maybe they traded down for someone and then traded up because uh, they originally were. Let's see. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look at it. All right, because it says they got it from Washington. Mm -hmm. So where did Washington pick next? I, I think I think they traded like actively traded up for him, pretty sure. So, but yeah, he was somebody that you talked about in the previous podcast about one of the wide receivers you really liked that was yeah because I ended up our... grabbing ahead of him ahead of more in our mock draft so that's kind of torn because I had him like pretty similarly ranked I put more barely ahead but I'm like I think Pettis is safer, and he got a good landing spot for his his skill set I think. Do I have more? I have more. <laughs> yeah, you, you got more of that. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it it makes Trent Taylor a moot point <laughs> completely because <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a little bit of Trent Taylor high building up, but yeah, Pettis makes him irrelevant. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, oh yeah, I guess what we talked about carry on earlier. So I'm kind of going back up, um, to help Stafford out carry on there. That makes the running backs their losers. So. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Blunt might have a similar year like he did with Philly, where he's part of that committee. But yeah, it's eh, eh. yeah, it's not exactly fantasy uh, reliable. I would say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Johnson's probably the most, or and possibly Riddick, are your more reliable ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I, like Riddick's gonna have a role still, but yeah, yeah. Amir Abdullah is done so. <laughs> which I've never thought he was good. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do with Abdullah? I don't know. What's his contract like? I mean, how the fuck do I spell his name? Okay, there we go. Amir Abdullah contract. There we go. I um, wanted him to work out. You get alliteration in his name. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they can cut him for pretty much no hit right now, and then this is, this is his last year under contract anyway, so... He's yeah. expendable easily, and they don't have any investment in him. So yeah, he's he's done there, and he's like, like I I've shat on him like in his goal line ability so much, <laughs> so like I don't really care. But so speaking of losers, uh, <laughs> quarter, quarterback losers um, of the draft. So either um, teams drafted high in replacements or got little or no help in the draft for a bad offense. Um, I wrote McCarron and Allen. <laughs> um, McCarron hey. obviously loses because Allen's there, and Allen loses because he's in Buffalo. <laughs> but like, that so was like, one of my uh, bad fits that I sort of. Yeah, like there's literally out. fucking no one there for him to throw to. I don't like, get the Allen pick at all. Yeah, like okay, like yeah, Kelvin Benjamin and Charles Clay and McCoy. Like McCoy's a running back. He shouldn't be <laughs> number one. He's gonna be the number one target though. And then like Charles Clay's gonna get probably some balls to him. But like, for Zay sure. Jones, really? Like, 
if he's even like mentally cleared to be on the field. Like, oh my god, yeah, uh, who knows? Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with that. And then Kelvin Benjamin, like, as much as I like, kind of do like him, he's not that great. Like, <laughs> yeah, same. I've always been high on Kelvin Benjamin because his first year with the Panthers was awesome, and then he's just I don't yeah, know. He got hurt, and then the it's been a lot of injuries. The burst he did have is not that <laughs> that he's gone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're McCarron, Allen, Peter, and Matthew, I guess you want to say all losers here. Um, I say, I guess Bradford, I don't know if he's necessarily a loser. Um, I mean, if he gets, he's going to get hurt at some point. So like Rosen's going to go in, but it's like if Bradford gets hurt and then comes back and gets healthy, like it's, he's not going to get a job back. Yeah. And then obviously Glenn's a loser because his backup role's gone and he's Mike Lennon. <laughs> yeah, more importantly, he's Mike Glennon. Yeah. But like, I mean, okay, Bradford's gonna. I assume Bradford's gonna start initially, and like, he's got they, they got good pieces around him, like start. So like, immediately so twenty million on him, so they're gonna start him. But it is his job to lose, and Rosen will be the starter by the end of the year. Yeah, it's just literally how long Bradford stays healthy, and that line's kind of meh. So that's part of the loser thing too. Their line's not good; they didn't really improve it. So yeah. Loser by injury assumption. Um, <laughs> and then, unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor is kind of loser here. Um, a lot of good pieces around him, but Mayfield's there. Um, Tyrod Taylor doesn't have, like, a, a huge injury history risk. So, like, it's literally just a matter of, like, it depends how many games they win with him. Like, I, I, I assume Tyrod will start initially. I mean. I do, too. I think Tyrod is the starter, but... That was sort of the idea. A lot of teams liked the Browns taking Darnold because they don't think Darnold's ready. They think Darnold mm-hmm. should sit for a bit. That's why it was a little confusing when they took Mayfield for me, just because I don't think it's a bad fit. It's just they they have a couple quarterbacks now that I think are kind of interchangeable skill level wise in Tyrod and Baker. It's like, yeah, I mean, Tyrod's going to have to lose a few games for them to put in Mayfield. Yeah, like. If they start, like, if they start 0-3, that's when, like, we'll get the, like, 0-2, it's like, oh, okay, it's the Browns. Like, if they start 0-3, we'll get, we'll get a lot of Baker buzz. And then, like, if it's game four and a halftime, they're doing poorly, I can see Mayfield going in. And Hugh Jackson likes to just switch quarterbacks around willy-nilly anyway. So. Right. He's yeah. not working. Throw this guy in. Yeah, it's he, the first quarter, sir. fucking ruined Kaiser. Because <laughs> Kaiser, okay, like, Kaiser is actually, like, a pretty fine quarterback like he, he was, is he needed some he, he, need, he needed to sit like the fact they started him, I, I think sitting behind rogers will benefit his career greatly but i do too i i mean i think once like it's it's possible deshaun kaiser is like their third quarterback after rogers i mean know, i like, think i think kaiser's better than hunley no, I mean, like, they went from Favre to Rodgers, and now, like, they're going to go to Kaiser next. He's fucking hilarious. If Kaiser's the heir apparent to Rodgers. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so Tyra Taylor, like, is a loser just because Mayfield's there. But, like, until, like, as long as he has a job, it's great because they have a ton of weapons there. Yeah. Um, Plus uh, his legs and his ability to use his feet to get yards and touchdowns. Yeah, he's a good fantasy quarterback for that reason. Um and then next up, we've got Flacco as a loser. Um, Time's ticking. Yeah, literally just because Lamar Jackson's there. However, I think he's probably got like the longest like time leash on this, just because his contract. 
Like, it's so much fun. Like, this, like, they would lose money cutting him this year. And yeah. so they'll probably start him and play him and whatnot. Next year's where I think they can get out from under it. They and, trade like, him to the Patriots. Yeah, I think because considering Bradford's getting paid a lot, like, I think they can find a trade partner for Flacco, I guess. But so I literally same thing the replacements there but they have a lot of good weapons so mm-hmm. or they, they upgraded their weapons yeah but you can see you can see his time is on the clock now for Flacco yeah and if he you said it in a in a conversation we had before this but he is one Kiko Alonso hit from Lamar being the starter yeah <laughs> like I said yeah I, I I love some of these some of these spots for these guys like I think I think we can talk about this now since we're on it. Like, I think you, you wrote Baltimore is a good fit for Lamar Jackson. And, um, like, I agree for the most part. Um, uh, yeah. Like, not not initially, obviously, because it's not going to start right away. So I have my hands in front of my mouth there. But, like, what is it? Like, the OC and the quarterback's coach there were, like, with Vic and or Cap at some point. Yep. And, like, they, they more, was a morning league with, like, with Vic and Philly. So, like, and that's oh, when he, like, yeah. had better, like, completion percentages and whatnot so and the ravens are like a good relatively winning organization so like right it helps yeah i i really like lamar in in uh, baltimore i think they made a wonderful pick and when all every rosen can be like uh nine teams missed on me 31 teams missed on Jackson, yeah. <laughs> even though they didn't all want quarterbacks, like thirty-second pick, Jackson, he's gonna he's gonna do some pretty awesome things, I think. Yeah, I think I think the guys, um, Patriots, Saints, uh, Steelers may end up regretting not getting their replacements sooner, but um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys went to good, like to to solid places, like that fit how they play and their personalities and everything. I think a lot of these guys got like, I mean. Allen going to the Bills is kind of perfect in a way, too, because, like, I don't think he's any good and the Bills aren't any good, so it just kind of works <laughs> out. It just keeps cycling through the shit there, so. In a way, it's a great fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean, Rosen in Arizona is kind of a solid. Mayfield's confident enough to try to revive Cleveland. Lamar Jackson gets a good organization and coaches will work with him. And then Darnold gets the Jets, who, I mean, obviously it makes McCown and Teddy kind of losers, um, because mm-hmm. he's there, but um, I don't know how long it's gonna be till we see Darnold. It's... Yeah, I, it's, I think it's literally just like when McCown gets hurt. Like I say, when because he right. usually misses a game or two each year, at least whatever. Just I can't he... remember the last time he played all sixteen games, if ever. I don't think he has. Because well, I mean, he usually like is a backup initially or something. But I mean, because he plays really aggressively, kind of kind of reckless, recklessly. He's because he's actually a good athlete, so he runs. But um. Yeah. He puts himself out there, which yeah. lends itself to injury, unfortunately. <laughs> I can appreciate it. But, um, yeah, um, he said Darnold's in a good spot, too. And I, I wrote that this makes Robbie Anderson a winner because the deep ball. <laughs> the deep ball. The deep ball. Because <laughs> like, Darnold, throws, he can throw it. He can throw far. He throw far ball good. <laughs> um, ball throw very far. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess um, – going on these like young guys i think emix kind of fits a winner i'm getting rose in there just because if, oh, yeah. if bradford goes down he's still intact with his value um 
let's see. I, get, I guess Crabtree's the winner in that sense, or whoever else is in Baltimore. I don't know who the, who the fuck else they got. But I'm um, like, <laughs> just kind of a bunch of like other guys, and they maybe even get Nez there. Who knows? I've heard like they're like the only team who's given them like a decent offer. But um, and he rejected it, and no team has fucking said anything to him so yeah, far. It's is... wild. Right now, no one wants him. Yeah, it's probably just literally just like a money thing. So maybe he will end up in Baltimore. Who knows? But um, yeah. So like a lot of these rookie quarterbacks will maintain the value of the the pieces there, um, or help the pieces. Like yeah. Let me start over. So, <laughs> getting good rookie quarterbacks on these teams helps all the other fantasy pieces on the team. Like once these initial starters are gone. So okay. If it does, like, if not, like it may even help them more. Like with Darnold or like, helping Robbie or whatever. But um. And with May, I think Mayfield helps uh, Jarvis Landry. Ooh, yeah. I mean, because if you think about like how they worked him in college and like the the type, they Baker didn't throw deep a ton. Like that's not his best suit. Right. And I th- I think like getting Jarvis Landry kind of is like almost it was almost like a foreshadowing of we're gonna take Baker. So I like that. So, Tyrod, I don't think we'll use. I think he'll spread the ball around more. Yeah, I think I think Gordon benefits from Tyrod and Landry benefits from Mayfield. I mean, Gordon's good regardless, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I got last loser Russell Wilson. They didn't get any O line help. Defense is in the vision going to be a problem, and their running back can't pass block four dicks. So <laughs> that division is scary on defense, and uh, their offensive line didn't get one bit better they're sort of in rebuild mode uh because they lost the legion of boone basically i don't yeah. even know if earl thomas is gonna be with them by the start of the season cowboys <laughs> right so they're in rebuild mode they're gonna just rebuild around wilson hopefully and but it might be a rough year for them it's hard to tell yeah i don't think they make the playoffs if we're being honest dude like with the rest of that division, yeah, I the rest of the division stretch. is better. Like they have to get, I assume they have to go wild card because, like, I I assume the Rams will win the division, and then the Cardinals will be respectable at, at the very least, and the Niners were on a pretty good trajectory. So, if the Rams don't make the playoffs, they that's a bust. Yeah, I think. That, I mean. <laughs> Their offense is intact. Switching Sammy for Cooks is kind of you know the same, and then their defense got even better. Yeah. So. <laughs> With Wade Phillips. Yeah, poor Russell Wilson. That's gonna be a bummer for him because he's so good. Um, but anyway, that was uh, a lot of talking about quarterbacks, and I I, I mean it was more the quarterbacks too. We kind of talked about the pieces that helped or hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um. I, any any other quarterbacks you want to bring up? I guess as far as like the rookies go. Um. Any thoughts on Loletta or Rudolph? Well, Roethlisberger basically came out and said he wants to play for another three to five years. I think three is probably right. I don't know about five. Three's pushing it still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but that Rudolph, I think, needs that. I think he needs like two or three years behind Roethlisberger. And he'll, I think if he gets that, he'll be able to come in and be good. Yeah, uh... That's a way long-term investment. They paired him with what's his name, James Washington, though, out of the same school. So that's kind of neat. That which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, the Steelers are kind of shifting some gears. They're preparing for life without Ben. 
Yeah. So what do you think about um, Kyle Laletta going to the Giants? I like that pick. I thought he was going to go to the Patriots, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought they were going to take him. The Patriots have to have something in mind, right? Like, <laughs> they, they <laughs> their grab, GM has to have done something. Didn't like, they grab to someone in the seventh? Like, to, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a legitimate replacement, but I thought they grabbed like someone at the very end or signed someone after the draft. Did they? Oh, they got Danny um, Etling from LSU. That's right. So, yeah. Round seven from from LSU. Yeah, so they need a quarterback after Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think they trade for Flacco, even though that's a funny scenario I brought up. But um, anyway. Right. <laughs> but, going to Buffalo or something. Because, I mean, yes. who do you think has more time, uh, Big Ben or Eli Manning? Ooh. Um... Wow. Yeah. So, like, I mean, neither have much time is kind of what I'm getting at. But, like, I think Eli might have more time. It's hard to say. Roethlisberger takes so many hits. Mm-hmm. And he wants to play another three to five years. But he, I don't think his body's going to last as long as Eli's will. Nope. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, either way, these guys will be seeing the field in three years mm-hmm. maximum. And a lot of, like, the Giants have a lot of really good, young, skilled players. So, I mean, so the... Meanwhile, like, the Chargers aren't worried about Rivers at all, apparently. Yeah, I think I think he's got, like, five left. Four, five, four. Four is probably accurate. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, Rivers is pretty good. But, um, anyway, yeah, so... A lot of interesting quarterback uh, stuff going on with guys not getting replaced or getting a lot of help or... Um, or your Buffalo, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like the gears are in motion and you're starting to see like, who's going to be the replacement for a lot of really big names. Cause there's that 2004 class alone had three, like arguably hall of fame quarterbacks in it. If not like two. Yeah. I, th- I think the Vegas odds on, sorry, uh, it's kind of changing pace there, but yeah, that, that class had a lot of good quarterbacks, um, shitting on the bills again. I think what was their Vegas gives them a six point five. Oh god, something loud just played in. CBS Sports. It's fucking like Penn Station ad, which I got. I want Penn Station now, but (laughs) yeah, I guess I guess the Bills win total, um, and in Vegas is six point five, which I would take the under on that in an instant. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I think I would too. (laughs) They gotta play the AFC South, right? Or wait, I think six maybe. Uh, it's either six or six and a half, but like I'm gonna take the under regardless. Four and twelve. Yeah, at best. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, and, it's hard for me to say that because they did make the playoffs, yeah. but we weren't like a they weren't like a team that really wowed you. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is what fucking baffles me with what they did. So they barely made the playoffs with thanks to Andy Dalton and Tyra's their quarterback. For some reason, they think that Allen and and or McCarron is an improvement from Tyrod. Like, had what what are they seeing? Like, I mean, like they obviously they they clearly think Tyrod is something less than he is, and they think Allen is something more than that. Which I think Allen is actually what they thought Tyrod was, which is a lesser <laughs> version. of Yeah. <laughs> 
It's they just never respected Tyrod. That's why I was glad. Yeah, I'm glad he's somewhere else. And it's unfortunate that he'll probably get replaced by the Browns team. But, like, he'll, I mean, he'll find another landing spot. Like, someone's going to want a quarterback. Right. Like, there's always someone that needs a quarterback. Like, if Tannehill gets hurt again, like, or he just shits the bed. Like, Ty- Tyrod's going to go somewhere if he doesn't start for the Browns all year. But, anyway, enough. I've ranted about Tyrod and the Bills so many times, but... <laughs> They just that their draft baffled me, and outside of the Allen pick, they had a good draft. Yeah, it's just Allen's bad. <laughs> I'll I'll stand by I'll stand by the either Jamarcus Russell or Big Ben, but like ninety five plus percent Jamarcus Russell. Uh, there was somebody that I really thought uh, Allen related to the other day, and I don't remember who it was now, but it's sort of like a. I mean, it's Jamarcus. But... Was it a bust? Was it Ryan Leaf? Some, I don't know. It was like Ryan Mallet or someone. <laughs> right. That's unfortunate. Tom Savage. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, that's insulting to Tom Savage. Um, they're going to be so bad, and I feel so bad for LaShawn McCoy, dude. Yeah. And I think, yeah, but anyway, let's move on to running backs. Yeah. Um, so some winners. Um Either no replacements drafted or significant O-line upgrades. This will be kind of quicker. Alex Collins or Kenneth Dixon, um, no replacements drafted there. Um, let's see, Aaron Jones and whoever that was. I wrote other guys, Jamal Williams. Um, no Jamal one, Williams. no replacements there. Um, so I guess I guess on those, it's really just pick your poison. I, I mean, it's got pro- Alex Collins did well last year, but like Dixon's the guy they like there. And then... Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. I really don't fucking know who it's going to be. So, I think it'll be Aaron Jones. I think Ty Montgomery's going to come back to wide receiver. Yeah, that would make sense. That'd be ideal. That um, Packer team is looking scary. Yeah, dude. It's, there's a lot of big receivers in this draft, too. Trying to get some end zone presence with Jordy gone. Yeah. And they then... um. Got the defense up too but yeah. yeah i mean Devontae Adams has a lot of touchdowns too so someone's gonna get those touchdowns that are now void um let's see uh, i said i had marlon mack as a winner that is since he's gonna be missing a lot of time with that injury like okay this is kind of what happened with latavius like he was injured like all throughout training camp preseason blah 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 and then cook i mean obviously david cook's better than naheem hines by a lot but mm-hmm. still same kind of scenario i think I think Latavius is better than Marlon Mack. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Like, and so, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think Marlon Mack's gonna have trouble holding off Hines or Wilkins or whoever. Um, so, like with that injury, so I don't know. I guess he's not a winner anymore. Um, I mean, by, by the draft, a winner. By current situation, no. Um, and then next up, Kayla, or sorry, uh, Kenny and Drake, sort of. Um, I don't. I mean. Kalen Balaj is very similar to Kenyon Drake in that, like, Kenyon Drake finally put his physical tools into football skill. Kalen Balaj has not, I don't think has done that enough yet. So, like, until Kalen Balaj puts it together, Kenyon Drake's safe. Yeah, and who, did they, do they still have Damian Williams? Uh, I don't think so. If so, does it matter? <laughs> I actually think you're, I think they got rid of him. Probably, like I'm not even gonna bother looking it up because he's not like, <laughs> he's not good. Kansas like, City Chiefs. 
Yeah, okay, it's like a thing of like, with Kenny and Dre, like the physical tools were there, and he finally put it together. It's like, okay, we shot on him, but he figured it out. Like, Damien Williams is, yeah. You think it'll be a uh, committee thing, or you think it'll mostly be Drake and then Balazs for change of pace? I think it'll be like like kind of a 75-25 thing or something like okay. that. Like, mostly Kenny and Drake, some Balazs, should get him some work. So okay. Like, so, physical freak, but the, uh, the fucking, like, putting it, putting it to football isn't all all there so yeah but we'll see we'll see we'll see um next up we've got oh yeah i guess isaiah crowell slash um blah pal um the yeah. jets didn't draft a replacement so right. and if uh if it's darnold in there they're gonna want to run a lot probably so yeah i like crowell i think he's got a good upside for this year kind he's of like actually library. yeah he's actually a really good running back but yeah. he had he had like the off the field issues and that's why he fell in the draft, I'm pretty sure. Mm. But when did he come into the league anyway? It wasn't like too long ago, was it? I think four years. I don't think he's that old. I wanna think it's might be less than that. So yeah, three or four, but anyway, he's pretty young. So like And he had that really good year with the Browns, uh, Right. He had ago. a good year with Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he'll be going into actually it was fifth year. Never mind. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Okay. but I mean he's like he's talented anyway. Um, so yeah, I guess he he and Powell are our winners. Let's see next up. Oh gosh, I switched. I have a lot of shit open on my computer. Um, oh yeah, Lynch. Oh, we talked about him. He, I think he's a winner. Oh, line boost, no replacement, but yeah. Powell. Yeah, Doug Martin, right? <laughs> oh, line boost, no replacement. <laughs> it really just fucking depends what uh, John Gruden does. Like, I think he'll use Lynch. I think he'll use him a lot. He should. <laughs> like, we'll see. Um, and then McKinnon, they didn't they didn't add anyone, so it's him and then Joe Williams slash Matt Breida slash McNichols. So it's McKinnon, <laughs> um, right? And then Philly and Houston, same same kind of deal. I don't know who was going to be there, but they didn't add anyone else either. Neither of them did. So yeah, Houston still got Lamar, right? Yeah, it's going to be Lamar Miller, and I, I guess because they, they signed Alfred Bru- uh, Alfred Blue to another like one year deal, just kind of as like depth. But like, yeah, I guess they that. they think that Devonta Devont, Foreman's gonna heal pretty well, like or he's on the right track on his recovery. If they didn't add another running back, and hmm. then Lamar Miller, I mean, like, while Deshaun Watson was in, the offense was booming, so he'll have value. And then Philly, if Jay Ajayi isn't getting carries stolen from him, like, can he can he stay healthy? Like. <laughs> I think, I, so. I, I think he needs carry stolen from him is the thing i was trying to think of some like funny like fucking like oh tree in the woods but it's really just like when when does a jay's knee give out for the season they have so they're gonna still be a committee mm-hmm. even though they lost blunt now they just have clement and barner yeah which clement's in for a big year in my opinion which i think mm-hmm. i think he's the real winner of this because i think a child has some value but i think it's going to be more of like a two and a half headed monster than a full three headed monster. And uh, another one is, I believe they got Darren Sproles back. Oh, did they? 
I think I saw that and completely forgot about it. They fucking. Yeah. I wonder. I want. I. I don't know how it's gonna work, but they didn't add anyone in the draft, so we'll see. But Clement's right. pretty good. Clement's my pick of these guys. Just aside from like winner loser, I think Clement's the filler running back to own. So that's my take. Okay. <laughs> I think Ajay is going to get drafted before him, though. Oh yeah, and that's why I'm I'm not touching Ajay with that being the case. But right. Anyway, let's see. It falls to like the last round, no one. But yeah, who knows? He's definitely worth a flyer. Um, let's see. So that's that's first. There weren't like a lot of our like, huge RB winners. It was pretty much solely they were not replaced with some of them getting upgrades around the offense, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's more winner by default for the running backs here. Um, and then we got to losers here. Um, they're going to get replaced or just crowded backfield or sorry, backfield. That was a bad slip <laughs> crowded backfield. Um, or the team is just really fucking awful. So, um, and that's why I, I think I put McCoy. Yeah. So yeah, right yeah. away I put McCoy for the awful team reason. Like I literally like, cause I wrote, gonna get replaced or crowded backfield then i added or team is awful type or team is just awful like I, I add that reason just for him like <laughs> the, the 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 box is gonna be stacked every single play so <sighs> yeah that's that's that um and do, do you disagree at all <laughs> no i feel so bad for him yeah um what would you like what would you do against aj mccarran stack the box and force him to make throws yeah. And when he doesn't, you win. Same with Peterman <laughs> or Allen. Like, yeah, oh, so. oh, God. The worst thing the Bills can do is put in Allen because McCarron isn't doing well. And it's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to laugh when they eventually just put Nathan Peterman back in. <laughs> Six interceptions. Yeah. I remember when people, like, there were people, like, with like substantial like uh, an, an okay following saying that they thought Peterman was gonna like be a be good or like be like same level as Tyrod or like be a good DFS pick I'm like what are you guys smoking like <laughs> like there's nothing to sh- to make you think that he's gonna be remotely okay and then he goes on throws five picks and I made me I shouldn't say made me happy but like I felt vindicated in a way he had like a decent preseason game against a bunch of third stringers yeah but like you put him against the chargers like okay right yeah that lasted a half okay was was that sean mcdermott's decision yeah fucking mcdermott like i don't know what he was thinking and like they're gonna completely ruin it with allen like even if like i thought he were a or if if he were good, I would still be like, this is bad, regardless. The fact that I don't think he's any good makes it worse for them. So, the only way this works out is if McCarron is decent and like good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Which is like the odds of that to me are not very high. I mean, okay, like the contract he got, like, and how needy people are for quarterbacks. Like and it's was it two years, ten million, was it? Like something like that? I could be was wrong, but like really? he, he didn't right. he got a pretty small contract in comparison to like what all the other quarterbacks got. Because I think mm-hmm. everyone, everyone learned a lesson with Brock Osweiler, sort of. But oh, yeah. 
Yeah, any, anyway, I said it, more, more shitting on Buffalo. Um, next, so I've got Carlos Hyde and Drew Johnson as running back losers. And um, this kind of goes along with what, I mean, I guess not your not-so-great fit on Chubb to the Browns. I guess that's more of, like, you know, crowded backfield than anything. Yeah. How, how do you see this playing out? I think Hyde will be the premier back. And unfortunately, I don't, I don't like it for Chubb personally. Yeah. I don't think Chubb is going to have a great <laughs> fantasy value because of it. Uh, Duke is going to be sort of like the Theo Riddick case where regardless, he's going to be the pass catching back. He'll definitely get um, he, regardless of if it's Baker or Tyrod, he's going to be getting uh, the short screen RPO yeah. stuff. So he, I think he will be consistent. He'll be fine. Uh, it's just Hyde and Chubb. They're both going to lose value. Yeah. So I heard someone compare it to the Minnesota thing last year. And uh, situationally, it makes sense. It was like Minnesota had Latavius and McGann. Like they just had Latavius. And then in the draft, Dalvin Cook falls to them. And, you know, they take him. And then he's the only guy but i think hyde is better than um latavius and how do you feel about duke and mckinnon like as far as the receiving role like duke is definitely as good as mckinnon and like running back receiving i think so better like as far as just like receiving goes and so like i don't and like chubb I, i don't think chubb's quite as good a receiver as uh, Cook is. I mean, he's not like bad. I just didn't get a ton of opportunity. But like, I don't like. I don't think it's a fair comparison to say it's gonna be like it could be like Minnesota and Chubb could just take over. I think Chubb's obviously the best back there, but I don't. It bombs me out a little bit because I was hoping he find a better situation, and I I did not expect Cleveland to take him since they got Hyde. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, he could just burst out of the gate and be like Dalvin Cook and yeah, have he, an awesome career. He's really good. Year. And like Hyde's good too, so I feel bad for Hyde, but like Hyde has like stayed healthy what once. Like mm-hmm. Hyde gets hurt enough that I would feel okay taking Nick Chubb and being like what the moment Hyde misses a game, it's Chubb's it's Chubb's job for sure. Like yep. for good. So yeah. it's really just a matter of time. In my opinion, I think Duke like I said, Duke Johnson stays relevant regardless. He's like the one Browns running back I would be okay taking is Duke. Yeah. Which I'll, I like Chubb, so I'll take him. But <laughs> that's more of like a personal preference on that. Um, mm-hmm. so if you're not a fan of Chubb, don't. But yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I mean, someone's gonna have some value because there's enough pieces on offense that like it has to, it has to work. I think. It's. I mean, it's even more so than last year because like they have Tyrod as their baseline, which is an improvement from anyone else they've put out the last however many years. So. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next up, I already put Booker as a loser. Um, I already mentioned Detroit running backs uh, being in a tizzy from this. Um, so the New England running backs, uh, yeah, Giants running backs, pretty much like where all these places where these stud running backs went, like in the first, you know, two maybe three rounds, you know, are in in a bad spot. Um, I put Melvin Gordon here as a loser. Um, I know you're not going to like this assessment because <laughs> like Melvin Gordon, but Justin Jackson's <laughs> better than Austin Eckler. That's, that's the thing I'm just going to state. And then, so like he, he will be the backup. Justin Jackson's good. He's best comparison I've got is 
Jamal Charles. I'm not saying he's as good as Jamal Charles, obviously, but like, like as far as like running style and like, I think they're actually literally the exact same height and weight too. Like, really? So, that's that's a thing. He delivers some great stiff arms. So I mean, so you think he'll eat into Melvin Gordon's shares? He might. My, my thing is like, Melvin Gordon. It's sort of the high thing where, like, he usually misses, like, two games a year. Yeah. And, like, Justin Jackson will get, like, the most – like, he will get the carries in those games. It's going to sort of be, like, a Michael Turner thing where, like, remember when, like, LT would go down and Michael Turner would flash and people would be like, whoa. And, like, obviously it was LT and not Melvin Gordon. So, like, Turner got traded. But it's a thing where, like, I think once Justin Jackson gets the chance and people see him – like something's gonna have to change and you will get more work well i think in general melvin gordon i'm i actually uh don't think he's gonna be as good as last year just because he's been just a just a carry machine like he's just been getting so many carries and his Mm. it's taking a toll on his body He's not like the most healthy athlete to be taking as many carries as he does so i think with the addition of Justin Jackson, they are going to be moving towards a little more spread in who gets the ball. Um, so I don't, I still think Melvin Gordon is going to be a top running back. Uh, I just don't think he's going to get 25 carries a game, every game anymore. Yeah. I just think his, <laughs> his, his safety, like his job security. I mean, I guess that, and like you said, his just baseline is, it might be a little lower. But yeah, like I said, I I like Justin Jackson a lot. I think he's good. And the big knock on him was that like, oh, he got all this workload in college. He's gonna wear down sooner. Like that's fucking stupid. Like right. that was like the worst. Like cause I saw like on NFL.com, ESPN.com, just like the, the talking heads, whatever. Like that's the most bullshit analysis you can ever give. Like <laughs> a high college workload does not mean anything for like injury in the pros. Like at it's all, to- it's totally different. And like. It's like, it's like Ezekiel he, Elliott had a huge workload. Yeah, uh, Kareem Hunt did. Like, there's so many guys who have big <laughs> college workloads that like have been fine. And so there's just a matter of like, I, I, I don't think Justin Jackson's had injury issues as far as I'm aware. So like, it's really just like some of these guys with like soft tissue stuff you have to worry about. Like, um, there was one. I don't know if it was um, Carry On or free, there was there was one of these like top guys. Like in the running backs who like has might have been Penny, I think it's Penny who had like who was kind of had hamstring issues throughout. Like I'd be more worried about that than Justin Jackson getting the ball a ton. Like, right. I don't know. Like he's he's shown he can he knows how to run and avoid injury and not fumble a ton. So I don't know. This is more of just me saying I like Justin Jackson and I think his ceiling's kind of high and he will be the backup. So like if Melvin Gordon doesn't keep delivering, he's needs to watch out. So anyway, um, hot take. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> um, oh yeah, other so other running back losers we haven't mentioned already. Um, any Seattle running backs, but who actually cared? <laughs> Chris, if you were really holding out hope for Chris Carson, like really, really, like CJ Prozice is just like 
Yeah, like, if you actually thought you had, like, a legitimate diamond in the rough with any of those guys, like, no, sorry, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Like, I know we all want to think, like, oh, this guy has the best, but, like, you got to be honest. Like, not to just, like, we have to be honest with ourselves and who these guys are, like, and what they aren't, and if they're good, and what's he, what situation they're in, so. And he's in a, the Seattle running backs are in a situation where they don't have anybody standing in front of them to prevent them from being tackled. Correct. <laughs> uh, maybe, like, maybe uh, Rashad Penny's pass blocking will be so bad that these other guys will get some time, so we'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, like I said, um, same thing with Tampa. Like, it was just Peyton Barber and Jacquez Rogers, so, you know, um, Ronald Jones is going to take that over. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I then, like that fit. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a really... That's a good. That's a good spot for him. And like, literally, like, like the best landing spot for any of these guys was Tampa. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I think uh, what's his, like Ronald Jones and Justin Jackson are kind of are kind of similar. So like, I, I like I like that he got a good fit. Um, and then Samaj P Ryan, I put frowny face just because like he was pretty good in college and like he she flashed a bit like once or twice in the NFL, but. Guys is there, so yeah. P Ryan's done so. I think Chris Thompson will have some value until he gets hurt again, but like Guys is the guy. Yeah. I that was a big shock how Dude. far he fell. Yeah, like a bunch of shit came out about like he had an altercation with the staff in Philly or whatever, and then like they came out and said that wasn't true. I'm like, right. what's going on? I know like I texted you about um the um like shit he said or like oh yeah like, like he said he was asked about like oh if he was gay and like if his mom's a prostitute or something like that like basically like the questions that like he he said he was asked by like nfl like people like to try to rattle him and so like i think that probably scared away some teams so who knows i'm surprised i uh, yeah like i'm uh, ronald jones is gonna be great with the buccaneers i i thought when they were up they would take guys there uh, but like I like Jones. It's just guys fell all the way. Yeah, like, was I, I? I thought like there was a chance he go. Well, he went in the first round. The fact they got in the second round is yeah. wild. So yeah, that's good for them. I mean, like similar to like the Josh Rosen thing. Like he was very honest about who he was and like kind of just said what he felt, and that dropped the stock some. But I mean, he he ends up in the right situation for him so yeah i mean he's got alex smith and uh washington watch that nfc east team that that squad yeah there was there's so much turnover like in the league this year this offseason it's been awesome to follow be hard to follow yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man so yeah some wide receiver winners um i'm not gonna name like every single person because like some of the distinct ones were like a better quarterback was drafted for their suits or like something like that. And pretty much anyone who's like not a loser, whose quarterback one is a winner, I guess indirectly. So I'm not, I'm not going to list like every single guy who's like, Oh, this guy didn't lose in his quarterback one, So he's a winner. Like it's a little redundant. So I'm just going to talk about, we're just going to talk about like specific ones here. Um, is is the game plan because like it'd be silly to talk about oh these guys all won like ty hilton won because luck won like it's kind of you can you right. can figure that part out yourself i think 
So these are more direct. Yeah. So, um, to you guys, I mentioned it already briefly, like Fitz and Landry, um, I think the rookies that were drafted there are beneficial for these guys. Obviously, Fitz, like Rosen's just competent enough to keep Fitz's value up, obviously. And then Baker is a fitting for Landry's uh, strong suits, I think. Fitz and Landry, yeah. I mean, Fitz is going to be good with Bradford, and he's. I think when Bradford gets hurt, Rosen is still going to be good with yeah. him. So, like they're both better than whoever else they had last year after Palmer went down. It Gabbert? was what Drew and Stanton and Blaine Gabbert. Like I would yeah. take Bradford and Rosen over those guys. <laughs> oh, for sure. People thought Blaine Gabbert was going to be good. Some people did. <laughs> Enough people for him to be drafted pretty highly. wasn't Wasn't he drafted by the dra- uh, drafted by the Jags? Right. He was the Jags, I think. Yeah, that's a bummer. I wonder, like, so, like he's one of those guys where I think if he had a better situation to start, he could have had a way better career. But such is life as an NFL player. <laughs> um, he wasn't horrible last year. He just wasn't. Good. Yeah, the Jags that he went to when he was drafted were so fucking awful, though. Yeah, that was so, rough. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Anyway, um, career completion percentage of fifty six percent, by the way. So you know, yeah. just more Josh Allen. Uh, <laughs> People thought Jake sense. Locker was good. Brandon Whedon was. Oh, he was like, like twenty eight. That was like I think everyone <laughs> but the Browns knew that was a fuck up. So. And then, yeah, Jake Locker. Like, I was talking to someone about it. I'm like, Jake Locker was drafted highly. Like, these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, like there's the scouts are there and, like, whatever. But, like, the owners get the final say. And some of these owners don't know, don't know what they're doing. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, next up, I th- I said Hearns was a winner. And I guess Gallup is, too. I think it's – you probably – I think mm-hmm. that is a good fit. Um, it's, it's those two there. And, like – Witten's That's probably it. retiring, I assume. Switcher's gone. Um, yeah, so Witten is gone. Beasles sure is there. Um, and Rico Gathers is there, which I guess Rico Gathers is a winner by that default. Um, yeah, so there aren't many options left there. Um, Gallup is one of the few receivers from this class that I think will start pretty much with immediate impact. I like Gallup a lot. He uh, has to, this. right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, who else? It's him yeah. and Hearns, basically. Yeah, and I mean... He's fine. Like, I mean, I don't think he's, like, amazing, but, like, he can be, like, the number two. I guess Hearns is the number <sighs> Like. <laughs> is Hearns the number one? Wow, that's hard to think about. Yeah, so, I mean, I, he's a winner by that, I guess, but I don't know how. I think the, the Cowboys are in trouble, dude. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, Dak's going to have a hard time getting stuff manufactured because this offense has, like, nothing aside from Zeke. They and both Scarborough, so yeah. But so they've got really good running backs, but the receivers not so much. Um. Anyway, other winners. Um. Oh, I guess I they should sign that Des here. guy. They really yeah, need really. a wide receiver. Yeah, she get him. I wonder. I wonder what they do. Um. <laughs> I guess I did list Ty here just because the benefits from that. Um. And then I wrote Chargers as Mike Williams. Um. They didn't add anyone. Um. I think Tyrell Williams' contract is like about up. I'm not positive, but um, I I think just the fact that they didn't add anyone um shows that they have some confidence in um Chargers Mike Williams. 
think that's his. I think that's his name, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, they also have Keenan Allen too. Yeah, and like, well, I mean, Keenan Allen was safe regardless, and like, Tyra Williams is there. Um, this is his last year, and he's got like no dead cap on his contract, so he could be cut whenever. But I mean, they'll keep him, obviously. But um, I, I, I for me, them not getting a receiver shows confidence that uh, Mike Williams will be something. I, I mean, he was he uh he was pretty good once he came back from injury. Yeah, they got Dylan Cantrell on the sixth. So yeah. I, I think it's just kind of a vote of confidence for Mike Williams. That yeah. It also um, wasn't a super deep class as far as wide receivers, but yeah, yeah. I, I I'm a high on Williams this year. Yeah. Um next up I put Aguilar. Um you could say Jeffrey, but I mean he's kind of there already. Um Aguilar, they picked up his fifth year option, um, and they also didn't draft anyone to put with him there. Goddard's there, but he's a tight end, and he's not going to play much right away. So, mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of a vote of like the no draft, like not drafting replacement, and then the extension. That's a big vote of confidence for Aguilar. So if he wins, um, Doug Baldwin, he's the. I mean, I guess if you want to say Tyler Lockett, but like, there's no one to throw to in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, they lost Jimmy Graham. Uh, Jermaine Curse was gone the year before, mm-hmm. so they have Doug Paul, Baldwin. Paul Richards and... is gone. Carrion, uh, or not Carrion, sorry, uh, Rashad Penny. Penny. Yeah. Um, like two, who the, the Luke Wilson with two L's, like, <laughs> like it's Doug Baldwin. Like, I guess Tyler Lockett's gonna have to get a chance. We've been saying that there, for how many years, but <laughs> Russell Wilson is gonna do Russell Wilson and he's gonna throw touchdowns to somebody who you've never heard of with some name that will then get traded to the Redskins for a lot of money. I don't know. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> there's nobody else on that team. How did, how did this happen? Where did like this wide receiver drought come from? Dude. I don't know. Like in Seattle specifically, Seattle, Dallas. I mean, just some, I, I feel like, and plus the draft itself, that's a big part of it. The draft was really not deep at wide receiver. Yeah. Well, I think it was deep. It just wasn't, like, top-heavy or anything. Like, there was no, like, there wasn't anyone that was, like, this guy's the number one receiver for your team. Like, it was a lot of guys that, like, are, like, number twos for a team. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, and, like, the run, there's so many good running backs. Like, last year's spots was good. This year's was even better. Like... It balances out. I mean, and like where there were, what like like twenty fourteen, like a couple of years for that, like around that area, like there were a lot of good receiver classes. So like there's a lot of good young receivers on teams right now. So like there's not like a huge need everywhere. But I don't know what some of these teams are doing. So mm. yeah. Uh, anyway, so I already mentioned Robbie Anderson. Um, I think Crabtree mentioned too. And then uh, Juju is a big winner here. Um, Martavis was traded, so he's like clearly number two there now. Hey, and I mean, long term, like, I guess once Antonio and Big Ben are done, it's going to be Mason Rudolph to Juju. Mm. <laughs> Brown's going to be there for a while. Yeah, but Juju's the clear number two, which I mean, he pretty much was by the end of last year, but it's just like a vote of confidence for that, too. Um, that's, and then James Washington is going to be the number three, and obviously Le'Veon Bell's there, so. Yeah. Um, let's see some some losers uh, from the draft for receivers, um, either significant replacements or bad QB situation. Um, one I mentioned was Sanu. 
Um, Ridley's there. I don't think Sanu's value is going to change too much because I don't. I, I mean, what was his stats last year? Yeah, let's, let me look at that. But like, there's no way he. I don't think he maintains that level of production, which it wasn't okay. even that much. But yeah, he had 700 yards last year with five touchdowns. I expect that to drop by about 200 yards to be in the 500 range. But he might still get five TDs. Yeah, well, 67 for 705 isn't like... He had weeks where he was usable. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how much does Calvin Ridley eat into that is the like, the question here. I think the answer is enough to make Sanu not really fantasy relevant. Right. But I didn't consider Sanu super fantasy relevant in the first place. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... But it is a little less now. Yeah, there, there are definitely weeks where you're like, oh, either... This is going to be high scoring, or Julio's going to be blanketed. I'll try to do this weekend. Like, he gave you some good weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, 67 for 705. Like, you had to have like a couple of okay weeks in there. But, right. Those are going to be few and far between now. If he, if Ridley really is the Roddy replacement, that'd be awesome. Cause I remember Roddy was just so consistent. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it's going to be. I mean, not like immediately, but like role wise, that's what I, that's what I'm seeing personally. But, and then um, I put I put Willie Sneed as a loser. Um, <laughs> one, he's Willie Sneed. Two, um, <laughs> so they got Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews, and then all the receivers they signed, and then they drafted Jaleel Scott and Jordan Lasley. Like, yeah, I think John Brown's gonna keep some relevance. Obviously, Crabtree's the best one there, but like, I don't think Sneed fits anywhere into this with the tight ends there now. They've got Crabtree now too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Flacco can only complete the ball to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it, John Brown and Snead, I feel like they're kind of similar receivers. Yeah, and John Brown's better as long as he's healthy, right. which is the big if. But I think I'll, the, I'll use him. The, I said Snead, maybe, yeah, maybe John Brown. Like, pretty much the non-Crabtree receivers there that like, existed, so Snead and maybe Brown are losers here. I wonder I wonder how Crabtree's going to do. Um, Macklin was pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. I think Crabtree will be fine. Not as, not as like okay. His value wasn't gonna go up from being in Oakland, but like I don't think it's gonna. He's not gonna be like that high end receiver two anymore. It's gonna be low end wide receiver two now. I think, but yeah, he'll be usable. Um, let's see some other losers. I already mentioned Thomas and Sanders long term, um, but not immediately. So, <laughs> Buffalo receivers if they exist, like it's I'm. Buffalo's gonna have a hard time doing anything, and I don't think exist. Yeah, <laughs> I've like, heard legend of the Buffalo wide receiver. Like that's where that's where riders like wide receivers die. Like have <laughs> what what name like the last good Buffalo receiver? Jordan Matthews, Patriots legend. Well, how was he on the Bills though? Exactly, <laughs> Philly. Okay, like the last time a receiver had like a good season on the Bills was. I guess Sammy Watkins, and even then, like, eh. So, like, if Sammy Watkins can't get it done there, you're telling me that, like, any of these other scrubs are going to get it done there? <laughs> like, Sammy Watkins' best year was, uh, like, his first two years he had, like, right around 1,000 yards, and he had six and nine touchdowns. If that's, if that's his ceiling in Buffalo, right. 
Yeah. I can't even remember a wide receiver before Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Good on Buffalo. Exactly. So Buffalo's not like a, a pass-happy place to start. So, and now that this is happening, yeah. Nope. And I guess backtracking a bit, that was, I'm, that's why I'm kind of wary on, that's my only drawback on Lamar Jackson, this the whole Baltimore situation is, they've never been like a pass-happy team ever, really. Mm-hmm. Like it's always been the defense kind of like it could change it could just be how it's been there but they've never been a team that's like Flacco had like maybe like one fantasy relevant year ever I don't know like I mean obviously Flacco like I think Lamar Jackson's better than Flacco but it's not like a place that provides a ton of fantasy relevance for the passing game so that's that's my biggest worry with Lamar and these receivers there is the fact that it is Baltimore like. I I think Lamar Jackson has the ability to like transcend that, but yeah. I'm like, I'm actually looking through a list of uh, past Bills receivers, like the best Bills receivers of all time. This is awful. Yeah, exactly. Steve so. Johnson is number six. Yeah, like who who was who was Jim Kelly's like option there? That's like my only question, really. Andre Reed. Yeah, see, I don't even know who that is. He's the number one on the list. Yeah. Marquise Goodwin's number eight. He played with them for one year and was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so history and current situation says avoid Buffalo receivers. So. I'm sorry I'm shitting on Buffalo so much. I uh, really I'm don't. I'm okay with it. It's, like, like, it's kind of what this podcast is becoming now, huh? <laughs> that shit on a Buffalo. <laughs> buffalo no shit on a buffalo <laughs> shit on a this is getting weird the native americans will not approve <laughs> they, they they, isn't that like a thing like with buffalo this is probably sounding very ignorant at this point but hmm. i know what? in whatever elementary school middle school whatever we were taught that native americans uh like ate buffalo and but like they like, like did it in a way to preserve them and not like just eat them all at once like the white people did. Right. Yeah. They would hunt them sparingly. Yeah. What I can't remember what that's called. There's like a term for that now. But anyway, back on track. <laughs> the bills are bad this year. And yeah. <laughs> um, let's see other losers. I put um. Oh yeah. Any Jacksonville receiver that's not Marquise Lee or D.D. Westbrook. Um. They added Shark, and, like, the, the situation there is real, real muddy. Like, Al Robinson's gone, Alan Hurts is gone, and, like, the rest of those guys, like, it's going to be a big clusterfuck outside of Lee and Didi. I mean, and it's Jacksonville. So like, They have, like, four tight ends now. Yeah, like, ASJ's there. So, like, I don't, I don't think the number three wide receiver in Jacksonville is going to have fantasy relevance, whoever it is, and it's probably going to be a cycle of guys, right? I mean, yeah. Bortles, just spread it around, Bortles. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one of those guys, I guess Keelan Cole. Like, I don't see, I don't know. Like, I don't even know who I want to pick. I'd probably just avoid them all. Um, yeah. You see. mean, like, a guy you would avoid would be Keelan Cole? Yeah, like, because, I mean, like, Marquise Lee's the number one there, and I guess, like, mm-hmm. D.D. Westbrook's good, so he'll get, like, run. But after that, like, it's like the Charks there, it's Keelan Cole. Um, and there's probably just one other guy there, but, like, and then ASJ's there. Obviously, like, Fredette and Yeldon are 
main parts of the offense. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't have Chark as being that impactful at the start. Yeah, they'll probably use him in a similar fashion that they use Keelan Cole. What I'm thinking, so that's why I'm like, yeah. avoid the guys that aren't like possession or slot. I like um, that. Yeah. Um. See, so I talked about Amadol and Wilson. Um, I already mentioned Garcon with Pettis there. And then let's see. Okay, I wrote someone in Oakland. Someone in Oakland is gonna lose in this situation because okay, there's Cooper, there's Jordy, and there's Martavis. One of those guys is gonna suffer, um, like on their value. Because I mean, I know like Martavis and Jordy had down years last year because of you know suspension and injury and whatnot. And even Cooper had a kind of a down year in general. Um, one of those guys isn't gonna be a producer much really i think like just, just I based think on car is gonna like jordy yeah like i i think like i think martavis is the loser here like yep just because like people are gonna expect him to go closer back up to his value before the suspensions and i don't think that's gonna happen yeah i i don't think he, martavis is as good of a route runner as either cooper or nelson is either yeah because like route running i Obviously, Jordan's good at that. And, like, Cooper's got, like, crazy physicals, too. Like, crazy physical tools, too. And, like, that's kind of Martavis's, like, calling card. So, uh, I think he's the odd man out. But I, I would agree with that. It was a splashy move that they got him, but I don't ultimately think he's going to be, like, their new blazing. Right, uh, they, got, they got Switzer, too, right? They did. Which I don't I think he gets much fun, either. He's kind of Kick depth. returns. Yeah, I guess Ryan Switzer is there, so he's the crapshoot replacement. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fucking bonkers, dude. Um, oh man, that'd be that'd be something. Um, so yeah, I guess on to some tight ends. Tight ends. Yeah, not a whole lot of movement here, just because like it's not a, the tight end class. It was like Goddard and Gasecki and Hurst. Right. That was most of it. Who was the other Baltimore tight end? Andrews, yeah. So I mean, Andrews. The Jets got some tight end who was good and got injured. So you know, yeah. There you go. But um, so most of these tight end winners, it's literally just guys who weren't replaced, um, or they might be a high end option or both. So, like, or sorry, high option on their team or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. so, so Ricky Seals Jones or Gresham, whoever. I, I I would say Jones. Ricky Seals Jones would be the main guy who wins in Arizona because they didn't replace them at all. Charles Clay and Buffalo, like someone has to get the ball thrown to them, and I think it's Charles Clay. So, they so I just uh, looked this up. I want you to take a guess at how old Jermaine Gresham is. He's like thirty. I thought he was like thirty-three. He's only twenty-nine. Gotcha. I I looked it up recently. That's why I knew it wasn't as old as I thought. But he will be thirty by the time the season starts. Okay. So that's a good call. Gotcha. Yeah, he's just he came in when he was young, and like he he ne- he has never lived up to his potential. Right. Because like I, I was like I was on the Bengals. He's like he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. <laughs> yep. He like caught a few good passes here and there, and then it was just uh, meh. But yeah, so. Uh, a Rosen, a Rosen to Ricky Seals Jones connection, right? That's what we're looking for. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think in Injoku is a winner. As weird as it sounds, you can dis- feel free to disagree. Um, it's it's same same thing with the Baker fit. Um, 
I think Njoku and Jarvis benefit from Baker being there. I think Njoku is, will be good with uh, Tyrod. You yeah. don't? Yeah, he has to be the clay thing, too. Yeah, I, I guess with Tyrod and Baker, Njoku helps. Um, I, I liked what we saw out of him last year, too. Yeah, I also don't think Corey Coleman is there at the start of the season. I think they trade him, but... I am having trouble trying to picture what Coleman's role is on that team. Yeah, and that's why I see them trading him. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, like I said, obviously like Tyrod used Clay a lot, and I think Baker will use a tight end in uh, in the NFL. So and Jokic helps. Um, he said Rico gathers. I guess is the guy behind Witten. I know they drafted oh. someone. Dallas did. Don't know who it was or if he's like anyone. They I didn't wanted, even know they, they, got got her, they got Dalton Schultz, so he's not going to come in right away. So I, I guess it's Rico Gathers. <sighs> Cowboys are in trouble, man. <laughs> I just keep saying that over and over. Um, maybe Beasles is a good guy. <laughs> Beasles is the winner here. No, um, he has that good rap song, though. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> but the, the fact that Cole Beasley is a good rapper, like I like like a a good enough rapper like for me to listen to the whole song, was kind of funny. Maybe it'll be Schultz. He went to Stanford. Stanford's, you know, known to put out some good tight ends, right? Kobe Fleener. <laughs> anyway, um, so Delaney Walker um, was not replaced yet. So he's still uh, he's not that old. Old is he? He's like thirty. I thought he was like thirty. It's gonna be another Gresham thing, isn't it? How old is Delaney Walker? He's thirty-three. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I say he's going to be 34 when the season starts. Okay. I've looked these guys up a bunch of times. That's why I'm, like, close on these age guesses. But, yeah, he's good, so and he's not replaced yet. So, ta-da. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not on tight end winners. Um, I think I mentioned Mikey Mike Gusecki's fit as well. Um, tight end losers. Um, I, I got, immediately, obviously, Goddard loses because, you know, there's people there. Um, yeah. Okay, I've got current Baltimore tight ends as, as far as like oh anyone who's there right now like that aren't the rookies. I don't even know who it is at this point anymore. Like Max Williams, like I don't, I don't know. But um, the problem like the 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 rookies kind of lose a bit too because there were two of them. Like there's Kaseki and Andrews. Like sorry, not Kaseki. It was Hurst and Andrews. Like obviously I'd, I'd pick Hurst if I had to pick one, but like they're both gonna get some action. So it's kind of tough there. Picking one guy, but I don't know. I'm glad to see Baltimore's like trying to upgrade that offense after the abysmal year last year. They haven't had a good tight end since I think I've been watching them. Um, let's see, Dennis Pitta. Yeah, was he was the last like, one. Yeah, he had like a few heat, good years in and injury. Pitta, yeah, Pitta's injuries, man. Oof, that hurt him a lot. So I guess they're hoping. Um, Hurst and or Andrews can be that uh, Todd Heat for them. Um, let's see. We've got uh, yeah Austin Hooper. I think I think he's a loser here. Um, maybe he finally develops, but I th- I think grabbing Calvin Ridley kind of signifies like they don't think that Hooper's gonna do enough. I don't know I I could be totally wrong, but. Like we keep thinking Hooper's gonna be good, and he keeps not being good. Yeah, who I don't. I like don't he, know he's about still it. super young. Well, like, what well, he was a basketball was he a basketball convert guy, or am I just saying that because his last name is Hooper? 
I don't know, but did you know that uh, Jimmy Graham played basketball? Really? <laughs> What's his name? Austin, right? Hooper? Yeah, Austin Hooper. Um, so this will be only his third year, so okay, I, I guess I could give him a little more lenience. But, like, a fifth of his yards came in one game or something like that, pretty much. But um, that one Bears game where he had... Was it 88 of his yards? Uh, 88 of his 526 yards came on one play. So that's a thing. Um, and it was like a very much blown play. But um, so college career. I'm gonna find out did he play basketball? Uh, no, he he played. No, he played. He played football. It, it was literally just his name making me think he played basketball, which I feel like that's understandable. His last name's fucking Hooper. So you're right. How do you not play basketball with that name? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, the Raptors got a guy named OG Ananobi. His name, like his his NBA like name listed is OG, like OG. You gotta play a sport at that point, right? Like, and basketball seems fitting for that, just because like, the, or be a rapper. Yeah, because like ba- basketball culture and hip hop culture are pretty intertwined. So that's why I feel like, you know, it makes sense for basketball. But like, if your name's OG, you got you gotta play a sport though. Um, He's born to ball. Yeah. Like Lonzo Ball, right? No. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. I guess uh, I put losers at the Denver tight ends just because um, all the receivers they got there. Um, I think I had another reason, too. They have Jake Butt, right? Yeah, they drafted Fumagalli as well. Between like Sutton and Fumagalli, um, Deshaun Hamilton. Like It's crowded there. Um, so Jake Butt is the guy who I think could be the exception because he's actually good. He was just hard out last year. So maybe yeah. he's fine. But literally anyone besides him, I'm like, eh. Yeah, we don't know what Jake Butt's productivity is going to be yet. Mm-hmm. But he could be good. Yeah. His last name is Butt, so that's good. <laughs> Jake Butt. Yeah, like, what was his injury? Like, I think it was like ACL, but it would be funny if it was like he broke a bone. They're like, hey, Mr. Butt, you've got a crack here. Um, <laughs> I get that a lot. I'm like, it's like, man, you're like, so recovery is going to be, it's going to be slow. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, but, um, you're going to have to, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fanny of Jake, Butt. all right, uh, that was a stretch. <laughs> Don't, okay. I probably shouldn't say stretch about Jake, Butt if I'm making the jokes, um, anyway, um, tight end, I, I said, <laughs> whoever the fuck is in line in Detroit, like, did, did they draft a tight end? I might, I think they might have. That's why I probably wrote this. No, they didn't. Did they? I don't think so. There's just there's just literally no one there. I don't think anyone's going to do anything there. Because <laughs> like, we're not going to use a tight end this year. It's... I think it was literally just like they're not going to do tight end things. with one. I got – that might have been it. Um, it was that year with the Jets where they basically did that. They're like, fuck it. Yeah, and same with the Rams tight ends. Um, I, don't, I don't think this is a situation where – I don't. I don't think that their draft signified them wanting to use the tight ends more. Considering they replaced Sammy Watkins with Brandon Cooks, they brought in uh, a really good backup. What's his name for Gurley? Um, let me look it up. Uh, John Kelly. Yeah, John Kelly is really good, and he's the backup to Gurley now. Oh. So they didn't draft the tight end. So like, maybe one of those guys. But like between Everett and um the other guy, um. They both kind of split it. Anyway, so I don't think it's worth it trying to chase one of them. Um, yeah. Um, and then also said anyone left in Miami, tight ends, a loser. Um, yeah. 
I don't even know who's there anyway. So well, they had Julius Thomas. He's gone. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it was Jason Morrow. I don't know, but obviously uh, Gasecki's there, so he's now the pass catcher tight end. But like I said, with, with Rams and Lions, so Ebron's gone, and like even though they didn't use some time, Rams have not used tight ends much anyway at all in the recent history, and that's not really McShay's style, I don't think. And nothing they've done in the offseason, aside from not drafting a tight end, which I mean they're both young, so I mean this might be more of a hunch. I think it's just more of like it's really crowded there with all the pass catchers and talent that the tight ends won't get enough opportunity. It's kind of more of it is. So I th- I'm and looking I think just at the Dolphins tight ends and it was like Anthony Fasano and like someone else. <laughs> yeah. But and then, Oh yeah. Fasano. Gosh. He had, a, he had some relevant years. Um, and then what was it? I know with, with Detroit, um, I think like any tight end there is going to be used to try to run block. <laughs> maybe yep. the, the, there's no one of note there or wait did Luke Wilson go to the Lions am, am I recalling that correctly are you telling me that the yep. Seahawks have less receiving options than we initially yeah I, I completely forgot that Luke Wilson is now <laughs> a uh, Lions so maybe okay maybe he's the guy I completely forgot about that when I wrote that so I may maybe Luke Wilson's the winner and I'm and I'm, I'm mistaken on this but even then, <laughs> even then, right. yeah. So I who's who's who was it in Seattle? Fuck. <laughs> in Seattle, um, yeah. Did they did they like did they draft one? Do they, they even sign, have a tight end? Um, did they sign one? Did they sign? The, no, they didn't sign a UDFA tight end. Fuck, dude. I don't know who they have. This is like we're actually. I'm actually unsure who they have. Will Disley. <laughs> Round four pick. Okay, out of um, Washington. Don't I? I do not know who else they have. So <laughs> that's fun. Um, all right, so that's Ooh, tight ends. So there's a lot of like teams that don't use tight ends that will probably continue to not use tight ends, or teams like Lions and Seahawks who. No, sorry, no offense to Luke Wilson, but like they don't really have any anyone of note to throw to a tight end. So yeah. The Seahawks want to get back to a run-heavy offense, which is why they took Rashad Penny and Will Disley, a blocking tight end. Well, Rashad Penny can't pass blocks. So that makes sense <laughs> with the one with him. I don't know, man. No, like when he pass blocks, like he's more likely to hurt himself than anyone else. Like, <laughs> like he's gonna get in the same play. He's gonna hurt himself, and Russell Wilson's gonna get hurt. Uh, and that's going to be the little end of Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Ah, uh, yeah. And it'll be like it'll Richard Sherman will do it, and I'll be happy. If the Seahawks have a bad year, could you see them firing Carroll? No, um, I don't think they would this year. Um, just because that that line is so bad, and like I think Carroll's got a long leash. Um. I don't know. I guess it would depend on how how they have a bad season if they did. So yeah. that's kind of dumb to say. But it's like if 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 it blows up in the media, I could see it. But even then, I think he's got a long leash. It would have to get like a media storm. Like Pete yeah. Carroll's <laughs> lost the team. Yeah, it would have to be like a, a Harbaugh thing with the, with the Niners. He's or, lost he, the locker room. Yeah, and they've they've been bad ever since. Until maybe now, we'll see. Until maybe now, yeah.
All right, so yeah, we've already touched on some of these rookies when we talked about winners, losers, whatever. Um, let's see, yeah, is there anyone? So I mean, we've talked about kind of fits fantasy wise. Is there anyone you want to bring up? Um, it's really any position you can kind of just go through that we either haven't talked about or you want to go in depth on more as far as like the fit. Yeah, so I kind of have a list of just guys that I like or didn't like based on where they were drafted. Uh, there were just a couple names. Um, we like Equinemius. He had a pretty high projection. He fell to the seventh round to the Packers. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty dangerous. That's because I, they they need wide receivers over there, and they got a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be integrated pretty quickly. And Christian Kirk, we, uh, I think he's got a pretty decent future ahead of him with the Cardinals. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't huge on St. Brown, but like seventh round was low for him. Um, right. I like Christian Kirk a lot. I think I might have mentioned him in our last one, um, where like the the draft cast. Um, but he is actually just going to be like the. Larry Fitzgerald in the slot replacement. And like he'll get work this year because he is the second best receiver there now. Yeah. Like after Fitz, I mean, okay, I guess third best after David Johnson, but like he, he <laughs> yeah, will be fair. like a target there. I think it's great that they got Josh Frazier and someone to grow with there as well. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how Gallup and uh, Dak mesh. Uh, yeah, I like the Gallup pick. That was one of my better. That's like one of my top fits, honestly, because they just don't have any receivers, and mm-hmm. I think they picked a pretty good one. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I mean, Dak has to throw to someone. Um, I mean, you know, probably. <laughs> um, we we didn't talk about Barkley a lot. I mean, everyone talks about him, but yeah, I mean, he's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so I guess we want to talk about like. But, like he's good, but like realistic fantasy projection with him, because that's kind of like what everyone's thinking about. I mean, how like he's a first round pick. Yeah, I mean he's gonna get a lot of targets. I I, I guess. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people to pass to, but like, do you, do you think he gets what like fifty receptions, probably, maybe more? I feel like fifty is a safe. Yeah. Set. Fifty. He's probably kind of conservative. 60. Yeah. Carries. I mean, he's he's the only running back there that's worth a damn. So like, he's gonna get <laughs> carries too. So I mean, I I could see like that's gonna open up so many things for their offense. Just having a running back, which they haven't had in years. Like I could see two hundred fifty touches, like between like carries and receptions, being plausible for him. 250 i'll do a little calculator real quick yeah because i mean that's how many a game that's I mean, it's not a lot right 16 games times uh yeah 15 16 touches a game and um so if he got 20 a game he would be getting 320 touches yeah which i mean we'll give him what like i mean trying to say 15 16 touches a game between you know like receptions and touches for your number two overall draft pick running back is a pretty conservative estimate, I think. Oh, so, yeah. He's going to get at minimum 250 carries, I think. Carries or touches overall? I think carries. Wow. Because that's if he gets 15 carries a game, he'll have right under 250. Yeah. And 15 is kind of lowballing it. So, yeah. I mean, because, so, yeah, like 250 – Touches and totals are pretty low 
baseline. I think 300 is realistic too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got to get the ball a lot. So, that's the thing that, like, because obviously Dynasty, like, startups and rookie drafts, whatever, he's like a, like, Dynasty rookie draft, he's the one-on-one. Dynasty startup, he's probably going to go first round anyway. Like, but even, like, a redraft, I think he's worth a lot of consideration just because, like, he's going to be a big point of the offense. Um, I guess another guy you can pass catch and the pretty much the exact opposite of uh, Rashad Penny as far as pass blocking is Sonny Michelle. Uh, he's <laughs> probably the best pass blocker in the, in this draft. But um, yeah, I wonder why the Patriots took him. Yeah, really. It's, and he's not white, so <laughs> <laughs> they must really like him. That <laughs> uh, sounds awful. Um, that's going to be the next Chip Kelly thing. The Patriots are racist. Um, right. No, I wonder how Michelle's motor is. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he's a real gym rat. Yeah, real grinder. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> like he's he's a good running back and he's like a good pass catcher. But like, he fits what the Patriots want to do, and he's not gonna give away exactly what they're doing, which is kind of what happened when they put James White in. Like, when James White's in, you know they're passing. So, with Michelle's in, they can pass or run, and you won't be sure. And he does mm-hmm. it. Which is kind of what Burkhead does, but like Michelle does it better. <laughs> For sure. He's lither. Yeah, it's just like a better Burkhead. So, which is a really weird way to put it, but. <laughs> I think uh, the other guy I liked was Scarborough. I think he has a good role now with to back up uh, Zeke and get a few carries a game, maybe yeah. like five carries a game, just to have a small role in the offense. Yeah, because if, if, if Zeke goes down or like if anything happens, like suspension wise like Scarborough has instant value because they bolster the line back up like the line there is really good still so like both like both Scarborough is better than uh, was Rod Smith and Alfred Morris was he still even there so the, both Scarborough is the backup there now like instantly I think so like if Alfred Morris is still there it'll be Morris and then Scarborough for a bit but I think Hill, I don't know, dude. Like Scarborough's underrated. I feel like because like the Bahama backs are always fucking hyped up, and like for once he's not. Right. <laughs> he's a big, fast dude, and he's actually like able to convert that to like running back skill too. I don't know how he wasn't more hyped. I mean, it, just from the fact he went to Alabama. Yeah, and he's giant. <laughs> right. Two hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. Six two six one uh, six one six two but either way he's above six foot and he's like 230 so it's like brandon jacobs yeah which i i'm still waiting for chris warren to get signed which i kind of have him similar as scarborough i think he's like six two six three in like 245 250 range and like he, he could even be used as like a tight end or some shit but like chris warren is fucking massive and so like someone's gonna grab him at some point i feel like so i don't know um, but yeah, Scarborough, I like his landing spot with the Cowboys. Um, we briefly mentioned Ronald Jones, but like, yeah, it's a great fit. The Bucks. Um, yeah, I really like guys to the Redskins. He's, I don't, I don't know what Chris Thomas's role is going to be, but like, <laughs> he'll be I, more I, passing. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like guys might just become the three down back anyway. Cause like he's good. It's what I would expect. He's like Blunt or uh, Turner. He's yeah, big he kind of reminds me of like uh, this, this is also about personality too. Was like Marshawn Lynch, like 
Like, because <laughs> the issue was, like, because guys kind of just did his own thing. Like, he is himself almost, not to a fault, but, like, very openly. And it's, it's he's got a big personality. So, like, and he runs really hard. So, which I think kind of been funny if the Seahawks took him to, like, kind of replace uh, Lynch. But, yeah, guys is kind of like Lynch in a way. So, I think he'll be great for the Redskins there. Um, I mean, obviously, Freeman's instantly the best back in, in Denver. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, there are so many. Like, I'm going to say this over and over. There are so many good running backs in this class, dude. I know. I mean, it's, Bo Scarborough was a seventh-round pick. Yeah, um, and he's <laughs> good. Seventh. Yeah, like... I'm, I'm looking through, like, guys from the last however many years, and, like, he's better than a lot of these guys, like, who were drafted higher than he was. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, I was... I'll just look back through past drafts and see, like, how bad people fucked up, but... Oh, that's one of the my favorite pastimes. Yeah. But, like, okay, like, I'm looking at it and, like, like the combo of Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, like, I, I he's definitely better than Jamal Williams. Like, I think Bo Scarborough is. I mean, it's quick judgment because it's, I haven't seen much of him, but, like, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, like, these guys who are either, like, late or undrafted, like, just ball the fuck out. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm going to be getting a lot of rookie running backs in all my draft dynasty or redraft regardless. Um, <laughs> Got it. Yeah, anyway, um, after that, we talked about Mike Gusecki already. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, you put some other players down as far as, like, you know, defense or uh, Yeah, they're more line. defensive. Some of these other guys. Like, Frank Ragnow, I think, is a great addition to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah Oliver, second round, 26 to the Falcons. That's, yeah. There's some people who thought he was the best corner in the draft. I don't know if I agree that he's the best, but he was definitely a top, yeah. top corner. And they got a wonderful guy mm-hmm. there. Um, Fitzpatrick at 11 and James at 17. Those are both kind of drops, I think. Yeah, I didn't think Fitzpatrick would go to the Dolphins in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, to Derwin James, because that Chargers defense just... <laughs> oh, God, dude. <sighs> That's gonna be wild, dude. The Char- I think the Chargers win that division this year. Uh, I kind of do too. Because Raiders mean... first year with uh, what's his name, Gruden. Denver. Eh. Um, Case Keenum. First year of Mahomes. Like this is this is the this is like Philip Rivers' window to like get that like playoff run. And like it's I'm, earned it. I'm a I'm a Raiders fan. It's like obviously want the Raiders to win, but like I wouldn't be mad if Philip Rivers like got his this year. Me neither. Because he he fucking deserves it. Yeah. Chargers on the fucking Super Bowl. That'd be wild. Um, <laughs> speaking of Raiders, though, Maurice Hurst with like, if if his medicals check out, because he he's the one who came with like the heart the heart thing or whatever at the combine when they um when they did the medical testing. And so like if if he ends up fine like with all that, that's a huge steal of Maurice Hurst there. Mm. So I like that. Um, so I I liked I liked my team's drafts for the most part. Um. I was a little bummed the Raiders didn't get either of their guys with Davenport or uh, what's his name, uh, Roquan Smith. But, I mean, they got a lineman with their first pick. So, I mean, keep Carr upright. That was a huge one was the Davenport. 
yeah. trade up. I don't I don't understand that whatsoever. Like, Did like they I think said, someone was still available who wasn't? Yeah. I, and like I said, the scary movie where you think it's going to be a killer, you open the worst cat, like you said. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, was. Lamar Jackson to the Saints. And like, oh. I was freaking the fuck out. Like, you saw my text. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I did not <laughs> want that. Like, literally anywhere else. And you're like, oh, lol. <laughs> I was so I was so relieved, dude. That was a huge what? relief. Like, isn't Davenport a project too? Yeah, like I don't think like I've, everything I've heard is that like he's not gonna be like great a day right away. It, yeah, yeah. But apparently the Saints think he's like the missing piece. So yeah. Oh yeah, the Packers boosted. Or, sorry, I saw your thing. The Packers bolstered their uh, secondary a lot, which they needed. A bad. lot. Yeah, they got two corners, and they're both pretty good. Yeah, so it's gonna be. Uh, they're all like after that. I mean, after the quarterbacks went, there were a lot of really good defensive prospects here in the drafts, and a lot of good line, uh, line play too. So it's it a pretty, it's a deep draft. It um, was. It really was. Like, there's people going like in late rounds that we can talk about, which normally doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Bo Scarborough in the seventh. He's, you know, a couple like in like a not great like running back late. class. <laughs> yeah. Not as good. Not as good. <laughs> where, where? I don't know where Eddie Lacy got drafted. I can look that up, but like Scarborough will probably end up being better than Eddie Lacy, I think. But anyway, I think it was a second rounder, wasn't he? I guess yeah, but like big bruising back from Bama, like right four years ago. That's a like top two rounds. So <laughs> anyway, um, you already touched on a lot of the fits we thought were not great fits. Um, obviously Josh Allen to the Bills. It's gonna be poopy. Um, and then Sutton and Washington for the. I mean, just just immediate at least. Um, I'm also not a huge Sutton believer, but yeah, me neither. But um, I mean, in a couple of years, the guys will both have some opportunity, and James Washington might just have some chances with the Steelers in general because they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, Rashad. <laughs> so we've got Rashad Penny under not so great fits just because. It's literally just that's not fantasy based. That's that, that's like actual football based as far as like <laughs> he can't pass block and they have no line. Like it's the pick just doesn't make sense. Like it really doesn't. The, why didn't they trade down? Yeah, they like, could have traded down and still gotten him and a lineman. Or, yeah, like ugh. I feel like that's like where you want to go. What's like what's his name? Will Hernandez, right? Like yeah, he went like he went pick thirty four, or even like Austin Corbett went pick thirty three. I mean, why not just get one of those linemen real quick? Like, right? I don't know. And Geis fell all the way to the Redskins. They could have had Geis. Yeah. After they could, <laughs> they could have had Chubb. They could have had Geis. They could have had uh, Carry On. Right. I think if Chubb isn't taken by the Browns, then I think he goes to Tampa. I mean, the, the Colts were on the board right after that, so I mean. I don't know. I could. I could That's see the Colts taking too. too. But That's yeah, too. if Chubb, if Chubb would have went to Tampa, that would have, I would have lost my mind. One, I mean, it would have been a great spot. I would have been a fortune having to root for you know a buck, but like it would have been a great right. landing spot. Um, so I see you wrote Isaiah win here. Yeah. Please, please explain that. It was a whole thing that I read, just bashing the Patriots draft basically. Um, and while I like Michelle. They're basically saying that Isaiah Wynn is just, like, not a fit whatsoever in the Patriots' offensive line. Mm. 
Um, and he's not a tackle. They lost Nate Solder. He's not a tackle. He's a he's a guard, and they're it's not like you can just convert him over. At least not initially. So I have him in the bad fit just because fuck the Patriots and. Uh, <laughs> I think if he is going to be, like, good on the line, they're going to have to either move him around to something else and sort of teach him how to play a different line position, or he's going to just, like, like I, I don't quite get it. Because hmm. they, they wanted uh, Ragnow, who the mm-hmm. Lions took. Um, which, um, I was a little... Just so they, they can't have him right now, though. <laughs> Not right now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was coming eventually. It's been think, a while since a pun. Right. I think they're going to try to move him to tackle, and I, like, it could work, but that's, you know... It's not like they're just interchangeable, all the linemen. Yeah. Not many linemen can play multiple spots on the line. It's tough to do. <laughs> Right. A lot of times you'll have like a center that can play guard or something. Yeah. Or just like someone who can stay on his side of the line. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Usually like the guys who play center like understand a lot of the assignments that the other guys have so like they can transfer better. Right. But, They're smart. Yeah. Yeah. Center Centers have to be like having a good center is huge and that's why I like the Will Hernandez picked by the Giants and still wonder why the Seahawks didn't grab him but whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of sums up what we have. I'm, I'm looking through these rookies. I'm like, I'm looking for fun things to call these guys, like, because we're we're gonna like come up with funny names for these guys, or just like call them something that there isn't the real name at some point. Because like with Sony Michelle, that was kind of easy, but like, let's see, I mean, Ron just, I feel like Scarborough, like both Scarborough, kind of opens up a nice a nice option for like a something neat. I don't know. I might be reading this too much. I probably shouldn't force it. What? Bo Scarborough? No, like like, like trying to come up with funny names for these guys. Oh. We'll come up with some. Yeah, but I feel like Mike, Mike Gusecki is going to be kind of easy. Like, sick. Sick. Mike Gusecki, bro. Yeah. But Josh Allen is going to be trash. That's his nickname. <laughs> trash Cannon. Yeah, trash can. There you go. That like sounds that. that sounds like like one of those flash games you played like in fifth or sixth grade on your computer during class, like right. like in the computer lab, like trash cannon. Like how far can you shoot this bundle of trash? Like the cat cannon. Wow, game. you have to hit hit a penguin on an iceberg or something. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like what we should do with this is kind of um. Maybe like a monster after like projections. I, f- I feel like because we, we we talked about like this was more like a more of a recap. I want to kind of give some more actionable items with this. So I think like for a future podcast, what we'll do. I mean, maybe rankings or like I think like tier. Like I think I think the next step would be tiers. Like putting these guys into tiers and kind of discussing that. Okay. Cause, yeah, we could do that. Because this was this was like a recap and like kind of just like quick kind of thoughts on who benefited who didn't benefit so like if you don't want to like do the reading yourself we got you guys um <laughs> but um yeah i think i i think putting this in because like we talked a little bit about like who we wouldn't wouldn't draft like with the browns we dug into some of these a bit but i feel like finding these crowd situations and like 
like giving giving something tangible would be, be beneficial for us and for people listening so yeah yeah we can do a little tier list mm-hmm. be for each position. yeah because i mean mock draft was just the two of us we'd probably have to get jolly and jay watt back on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i think that'd be good so look out in the future for a uh, some tier list or maybe some really 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 specific breakdowns of situations that are crowded now like i think i think a breakdown of maybe like the browns backfield or the ravens receiving core or something crowded like that would be a good um a good investment over time yeah last year i did a uh on like a personal note i did a just a prediction for how the seasons would go and it was it wasn't bad it was actually did pretty well i think so oh, yeah, like i'll projecting probably be doing that stuff? next yeah week. yeah how each team would fare in the division that's cool. Yeah, it was something we can do too, but I think that'd be that. that yeah, both of those will, will be fun to do. We have we have the the full schedules now too, so that'll be fun. Hell yeah! I'm ready to go root against the Bengals this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I do. I go to Bengals games to root against them. So because now I've got, I've got the Browns, they've got Tyrod and Chubb now. Yeah. With Cleveland, I've got Juju with Baltimore. Well, that's like they come to Cincinnati like really early on, so it probably won't be Lamar yet. But I will be ready for Lamar. <laughs> Let's see who the Bengals play. See if there's any good games. Yeah, the, the Raiders come come to town finally, December sixteenth. Yeah, so I'm gonna be going to that one for sure. That's it's awesome, nice. man. Yeah, I, I, I'm, those tickets I'm early. Yeah, dude, for sure. But um, yeah. Anyway, so that is this episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. Hope you enjoyed our um. I guess analysis we'll call it um, of you know all these all these draft guys ending up who wins who loses um, give you some idea of where to move guys on your draft board so thanks for listening and we'll be back sometime kind of soon with some more uh, you know actionable items for how this shook out all right thank you.